Hello, and it's been a good while. Uh, this is Lizzie from Blackberries and Blue Bonnets, your unfiltered, um, infrequent podcast between me and one of my best friends in the world, Jackie. It's been a while, hasn't it? <laughs> yeah, so long. Well, uh, I think we've said this before. Either I don't know if the podcast was released or not, because we did finish Pride and Prejudice. We did. We did. We did record through the end, and then we. My job at the time just kind of went insane, and I have since gotten a new job. So hopefully that will give us some breathing room to actually record and upload. Guess we should, since it's been a while, we should reintroduce ourselves. So um, I'm Lizzie. I'm the blue bonnet component of our duo. I reside in Texas with my husband and three little boys, um, and. Blue bonnets are the Texas state flower, hence um, my portion of our alliterative title. Yes, and I am Jackie. I uh, live in Alabama, and state fruit is the blackberry, which, you know, comes, plays into the name, obviously. Um, mom of four, ages nine to two, and homeschooling, freelance writing, chaos wrangling person is that's me as i mentioned in the beginning we started this podcast with the idea that we would be reading books alongside each other starting off with pride and prejudice we did finish it we do have episodes after this episode's released i will quickly release the last of pride and prejudice just so we can catch up um i think we were supposed to read the tenant of is it wildfell or windfell hall next is what we originally said but um I don't know about you but I kind of got distracted and read other things Jackie I did too and I think we were going to break the reading and get my commentary on Pride and Prejudice and Zombies yes and I I watched it and I had the presence of mind to take notes while I watched it like I would pause it and like talk to my phone like you were sitting next to me and like my commentary about the movie so I have all of that so I don't know how we're going to record that the episode of the podcast about that but I did it and I kind of want to watch the movie again because I enjoyed it on so many levels (laughs) you probably weren't sure that you would enjoy an adaptation of Pride and Prejudice with Zombies when you started and I recommended it right yes because it's kind of weird (laughs) It is, I'm like, oh, come on. Like, I'm very um, critical of any, like, spinoffs or prequels or... Or spoofs. Sequels. Because it's very special to me. I'm very, like, protective of it. And so when something is good, like, it's done really, really well. I'm like, ooh, somebody did this right. And then, like, Pride and Prejudice and Zombies. Give me a break. Like, No. No, well, I but I, I watched it and re- I loved it. Yeah, I need to rewatch the movie. Actually, while well, you were, um, when you did your initial watch, I have the um, so I have the book, and I have the graphic novel. So I read through the graphic novel in preparation, but it's obviously been a hot minute since I've done that. So my plan yeah. is to, will, is it on Prime? If it's on Prime, we could probably sit down and um, stream it simultaneously. I'd have to check. I think that's where I watched it, though. We'll we'll have to check after 
we record. Anyway, planning for probably an episode in a couple of weeks. Oh, and you know what? If we do it in, if we release this in this uh, that episode in October, that's very thematic too. Ooh, that would zombies be very good. We'd and be Halloween so on theme. Oh my goodness! Maybe this timing <laughs> we... just worked out. <laughs> it really did. <laughs> We'll just pretend we, we planned it all along. Okay, so anybody listening to this episode, we, this was the plan all along. Okay, wink, wink, <laughs> nudge, nudge. Okay. Glad that's settled. So, so, uh, so in the interim, since our recording, um, I have, so because um, just of how things have worked out, I've been like binging the Outlander books. Yeah, same. And listening to them like on double speed because they're very, very long and the story is very compelling. And I don't know about you. I- I'm I think I'm in the middle or like the last half of the third book right now because I also got pulled into um, a well-read mom um, book club, which I've been trying to finish up that book, too. Um, it's we're reading home right now I don't remember what the author's name is but it's like a southern gothic I'm I don't know how to describe it it was an Oprah book club pick but um that meeting is on Tuesday but anyway um when I started listening to Outlander I was uh live texting you my reactions as things were happening just like with Pride and Prejudice and I don't know about you but like with the first one, I was like, okay, yeah, me, I could see how the sequel. And then you're like, yeah, the ninth book comes out later this year. I'm like, how the heck are there nine books in this? How is there material? And it just keeps going. And you're like, okay, I get it. Oh, and there are novellas that take place in between the standalone of the main series. I did so not. Like, I did not know this. <laughs> so much more. Like it is. Like, you know how there's, like, Harry Potter world or Lord of the Rings world? It is it is deep. I would say it's bigger than the Harry Potter universe. Oh, my goodness. Like, well... it is, like, you think the characters are just going to be, like, show up in one standalone book. But then if you read the novellas, you're like, oh, oh, no, there's so much more. It, it's so good. And I'm listening to them, I think, for the fourth time because I was going to listen to all of them and hopefully end in November when the ninth book comes out. But I listened to them too fast and finished early listening to them again, but listening to the novellas in the chronological order of how it takes place. Yeah. I think you're going to be done with the ninth book before I am, because I just embarked on the outlander thing. um, Actually only a couple months ago, right? Yeah, it's only been a few months. Yeah. And I've had other crap going on, so it's not like I've been <laughs> been able to just plug in and listen and listen and listen. Um, but yeah, no. Um, I will say I I don't know about you, but the arguments between Claire and Jamie. Oh my gosh. Their banter just keeps getting better and better the longer they're married. <laughs> mm-hmm. And do you mm-hmm. see do do you see bits and pieces of arguments and banter you've had in your own marriage with their stuff we don't work like that which is kind of funny like there's some like when they're teasing each other yes mm-hmm. but we like when we know we're too heated to have a rational conversation we're both so awkward about it we wait until you know we're like put it off and then by the time we get around to it we're not 
emotional about it anymore. Mm-hmm. So the the heated back and forth doesn't happen here. So like, oh, know, it happens. It, the heated, yeah, the heated happens here probably more often than it should. But <laughs> but yeah, it's, I definitely it's have mental arguments, like mental back and forth in my mm-hmm. head, like. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't come out. <laughs> yeah, I'm interested to see how all of it turns out. And I've been trying to stay away from like, because I know, I know that it's a, it's a current series going on on stars right now, mm-hmm. right? It's been out for a couple yeah. of years. I haven't watched any of that. Cause I mentioned it in, to a friend. They're like, Oh, I love that TV series. And I'm like, eh, somehow. And I did, I did look up the pictures of the <laughs> characters and I'm like, Jamie doesn't look big enough. Somehow they film it that he he does have at least that presence. Literally fill out the physical attributes that Diana gave him in the books. But I'm most irritated about Claire. Like, in the book, she has these amber, golden eyes. And in the TV show, she has blue eyes. And that just makes me so irritated. Like, the rest of her appearance, perfect. But if they could have just like given her contacts or CGI or something, just just fix it. Uh, I mean, if they can dye Sam's hair to make him look like Jamie, then they can give Katrina or however you say her name contacts I w- to make her I look wonder, like Claire. I wonder if she refused to use eyepieces because I know I the know. I know the girl who played. Um, Daenerys in Game of Thrones she refused to bleach her hair to that color and so she had to wear a wig because she refused to change that aspect of her physical appearance so but contacts are temporary you take them out yeah who knows I don't know it's just a little detail that I find irritating because it's not consistent to the show and then there's I won't do any spoilers, but there's one character that dies in the book, but they keep the person alive on the show. And I'm like, that that doesn't make sense. I don't like that. I don't like it. Oh, so so it's kind of like when I got pissed off in um, the, the disclaimer is I've wa- consumed very, very little zombie content. Um, these days, I used to be a fiend about consuming like the walking dead and stuff but um there's a character in the graphic novel series who they killed earlier in the tv show and i was royally pissed because in the graphic novels he had a very honorable death and in the tv Mm. series they just killed him and i was very angry about that (laughs) Yeah, probably about the same because it just, I understand from like a cinematic point of view why they need this character for faster plot development in the TV show, but it's not consistent with the book and it's so, it's not like a minor thing to go off on to just deviate from on the story 
And I know that the author has her hand in the TV show, so she has to be okay with it or else it probably wouldn't have happened. But, you know, I'm not okay with it. So, yeah, there. Take it for what it's worth. So if you ever go to Comic-Con and she's on a panel, you'll stand up and you'll ask her why they didn't kill him. <laughs> be like, why? 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 Do, do you regret? Do you regret killing off this character in the books? Is that why you brought them back via the TV show? Is this an alternate storyline that you thought of after publication or that your editor didn't like? Like, what's going on here? Yeah. I want to know. Which is entirely possible. Or it could yeah. just be like the whole Peter Jackson thing with The Hobbit, that where The Hobbit got drawn out into three films and they added the freaking girl elf and the white orc. Mm-hmm. Which we did, Hobbit Day was yesterday, just to give people an idea of timelines um, in podcast world. <laughs> um, we did not watch the Peter Jackson Hobbit. We watched, actually, we had planned to watch the 1977 um, animated Hobbit. Except guess what my kids requested to watch instead? Bluey. No. Lord of the oh. Beans. The Veggie Tales oh. parody. Well, at least it was kind of on theme. Have you seen that one? No. I haven't seen any Veggie Tales in a while. Oh my gosh. My kids just discovered them. And of course, it's the baby's favorite thing is Veggie Tales now. Of nice. course. And um, the IMDb app on um, Amazon Fire Stick has them for free with commercials. So they happen in our house frequently. <laughs> There's also a Star Trek parody one I found out. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. I mean, they've watched like the ones that we would have grown up in, like with like, you know, Madam Blueberry and yes. the Where is God When I'm Scared? But then there's all these parodies that came out like after we would have gotten married and it's like oh my gosh (laughs) it's they're ridiculous but i will say this as ridiculous as i'm sure our parents thought veggie tales was um at the time the moral of the story does stick with the kids because my oldest has reminded my middle about things that they that bob the tomato has said well I guess it's just any earworm that works because most of our moral earworms come from Daniel Tiger. And a lot of it is like, you know, flush and wash and be on your way. So it's not even moral. It's just like, hey, this is what you have to do to be a functional human being. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I love yeah. stuff like that. Yeah. I mean, there are definitely much worse things that my kids could be wanting to watch instead of um, Wild Kratts and Veggie Tales and Bluey and such. I love Bluey, personally. I just, I love Bluey. It's like, hey, you guys want to watch Bluey? No, we're tired of Bluey. I'm like, come on, let's watch Bluey. I want to watch Bluey. (laughs) (laughs) You know what? four-year-old. I bet there is a bluey cocktail, so you could make yourself a cocktail in the evenings and just sit, kick back and watch bluey <laughs> on your own. You know, it, the, the internet is out there. You know, somebody's designed yeah. it. Somebody probably has. I mean, I, I don't like bluey enough that I would, you know, watch it, you know, on my free time when I can actually watch things that the children can't watch. But, you know, if bluey cocktail is something like, I don't know, blue raspberry or something. 
typical girly drink. Let's make it very sweet and alcoholic. I'll probably drink it. Mm-hmm. I wonder if there's a brewery and a bingo. There probably, or probably is. It would probably be Bandit and Chili. Because I don't think it'd be appropriate to name alcoholic drinks after little girl characters. You say that, but again, it's the internet. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> I noticed something today. I actually noticed something on Bluey. I just happened to glance up. It was the episode where Bandit is playing Octopus with um, oh, that Bluey and their, fl- their friend Chloe. And then Chloe goes home and she wants her dad to do the same thing. I noticed their house number do you want to guess what their house number is i have no idea okay chloe and her family are dalmatians oh my gosh are you serious it's 101 oh Oh my gosh that's so cute (laughs) (laughs) and i was like that is that is brilliant that is just the type of little easter egg nugget that i like live for Yes. Like, um, when we watched House years and years ago, I noticed that House's apartment is 221B. Mm-hmm. And he is a, a Sherlock character to um, Wilson's Watson. Mm-hmm. And so it's, I, like, I ate that little nugget up, too. It has so, been forever since I've watched House. Yeah, I think 10 years since we watched House. But yeah, I just laughed when I saw that. <sighs> That's just perfect. Kudos to the writers on that. That is just too cute. I mean, I have a feeling that just, I mean, it's millennials. So, of course, um, yeah. they're going to remember that stuff. Not that, I, I mean, we when we were kids, it would have been the live action that came out with Glenn Close. Which, have you watched that version of it recently? We've watched both recently in my house. So... Um, but, um, the Glenn Close one is actually really funny as an adult. It is so good. And then, cause we've been watching the older Disney ones. I was like, wow, this is actually really dark <laughs> for a kid. Have movie. you watched Cruella? No, I haven't watched that yet because, um, I joined an online forum, a couple of months ago and they were like what kind of movies are you into I'm like uh and shows are you into I'm like as much as I would like to sit down and binge tv I just <laughs> I just don't um but it's on the list to watch if John Paul ever takes the boys up to um his parents property and I stay home alone for whatever reason that's how I watched Ant-Man 2 as well because <laughs> they did that earlier <laughs> this summer I found it enjoyable. I was kind of surprised with the the direction. And it's definitely not a prequel because it takes place completely outside the actual timeline of even the animated Dalmatians. So it's it's not mm-hmm. a prequel. It's definitely not for little kids, but it wasn't terrible. If I had nothing else to watch, like I was just totally bored and out of ideas, I'd probably watch it again. I mean, I I think the thing is with things like Cruella, um, 
just from seeing the hot takes people have had on Twitter and Facebook and around the internet, it's like, it doesn't, not every film you have to watch has to be this amazing, beautifully done thing. I mean, Mm -hmm. one of my favorite movies to just like kick back with a beer and not think is um, Pacific Rim, which is the kaiju movie that Guillermo del Toro did, where it's people in these gigantic mechanic robots fighting sea monster aliens (laughs) is that high film no no but is it fun yeah yes most of the office several times and And the great british baking show and the repair shop it's just good i enjoy it is it going in awards because it's super special and stellar no but it gives me like the warm fuzzies and takes my mind off the craziness in the world well and i think that it's that's the thing food kind of well i mean it's also like we read um like there's a series of books that i've been reading for the past decade actually two series it's by um the author patricia briggs it's the mercy thompson series and then the alpha and omega series which are paranormal romance <laughs> books about <laughs> werewolves and vampires they're not as explicit as some of those that are out there are they high literature no are they predictable yes but are they a nice just junk foodie snack for my brain yeah and you Mm -hmm. need those you do you really do as long as you balance it out with like something that actually makes your brain you know think but we've been doing so much thinking for like the last year and a half that you know, the stuff I intake now, I just, you know, as far as what I read and media is like, I really have read what I'm willing to spend my time on and my emotional energy on. And right. so and I think that's, that's the thing about the past year or two is that just, and I think it's just because the news continues to be just absolutely awful and absolutely crazy and we're not saying that overwhelming our generation has a more tragic period than any other period no but i think the difference is that we have more immediate access to the information Mm -hmm. so like if something happens um we know about it if not within an hour um within half a day which is unprecedented up to this point and it's history. everywhere. It's everywhere. You can get your news from so many different places and so many different sources in the same place. And constantly, whereas, you know, previous generations, you had to wait for the nightly news or the newspaper or a magazine. You had to wait. So there was this emotional, I think, from the incident or whatever happening to it being reported to the consumer receiving the information, you, it's not as, you're not as emotionally involved because it go. Yeah. You know, but right now it's constant. Okay. Today, this is how many COVID patients are in the hospital down the road from me right now. Or, or like in, in my case, this is what's happening mere hours from my house at the Texas Mm -hmm. Mexico border. And not just with, not to mention week not to mention there's this little other kid holiday in between which mine are currently obsessed with um because they haven't started their costumes yet but (laughs) my kids never stop thinking about it i will be told 
like at Christmas, what they're going to be for Halloween, the oh. coming Halloween. And I'm like, you guys know that's like, yeah. like pretty much a year, right? Yeah. Like, so basically what we, we have, what I've had to do is I've had to tell my oldest, okay, we will not talk. You can think about it. You can write down ideas in a notebook, but we're not going to talk about it and obsess about it. And you're not going to talk to me about it until after my middle's birthday, which is in September. And I keep telling, and I have to tell him things like, we're not going to make your Christmas list until after Halloween. And we're not going, <laughs> we're not going to plan your birthday party until after Easter and things like that. Now, does that completely ward it off? No, but it gives me a tiny bit of sanity. <laughs> Thankfully, like just my oldest two have started just talking about it amongst themselves. And I don't get these constant like reports of what they changed their mind about, like, We are going to be this like themed duo, and that's like February, and then it just changes. They have like a, two different ideas each month, so I just thankfully they just talk to each other now, and I don't have to to hear it. Someday, someday that will be in my future. No, uh, <laughs> my oldest has been planning that all three of the boys will go as pirates. For Halloween. And we're going to get a wagon because we do trunk or treat at our parish. Um, They're going to get a wagon and we're going to pull them around. And on top of it, my oldest has decided that I'm going to wear a blue dress and I'm going to be Wendy. And daddy is going to wear a green shirt and he's going to be Peter Pan. And the pirates are going to kidnap Wendy and Peter Pan has to pay a ransom to get Wendy back. But they're not going to tell daddy what type of candy the ransom is. Wow. Yeah. That is involved. Yeah, and he's six. <laughs> so with the pirate thing and him saying that I was going to be Wendy, I'm like, okay, so the baby's going to be Mr. Smee. He'll be 16 oh. months old with a chubby belly. Yeah. It's going to yes. it be cute. You're in Texas, so it's not like you have to, you know, put him in a snowsuit under or over the costume either. So he yeah, have I've... his little belly hanging out. Well, and he's obsessed with belly buttons right now. It doesn't matter if it's my belly button, oh. daddy's belly button, his belly button. He's lifting it up and poking belly buttons. <laughs> That's going to be so cute. Now I just got to sew the pirate costumes because, of course, um, Target had fancy schmancy like Captain Hook costumes last year. And they've got zombie like crappy pirate costumes this year so i've got to sew them again which is i was hoping to have a little bit of a break because i did the swiss guard for my oldest last year nope oh well (laughs) but to be fair with the first year we were in texas so this would have been 2018 um they wanted to be pokemon so there, I sewed like little fleece jumpsuits for them for Pikachu and Bulbasaur, and these I I make their costumes big on purpose, but they still put on the Pikachu and the Bulbasaur costume and play with them <laughs> to this day. So that I'm like this. This is how I justify it, and then I realized, yeah. you know. I try to make sure that their Halloween costumes are something that they will really, really remember, and they're. You do the birthday cake thing, too, where it's mm-hmm. you make sure that the birthday cake is exactly what they or as close to what they describe and they want as yes. 
can be. And I've had to like tell tell my children, like, you know, most kids do not get to ask their mom for like a custom ordered birthday cake, right? Yeah, exactly. I mean, what have I what did I do this year? I did I didn't really theme out the babies because it was his first birthday. So we just made a a honey cake for him. But my oldest was a pirate ship. And then my middles was um, Sherwood Forest. I did cheat on that a little bit. And I got, you know, the, uh, how you can go places and you can order like the edible, like, I don't, they're not fondant sheets, but you know what I'm talking about where it's the edible image. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. I ordered those from Etsy and then I did a round cake and I did Sherwood Forest with the Peter Pan, with the um Robin Hood characters around the outside. Oh cute. Yeah, it ended up being turning that's out That's not really cheating, well. that's outsourcing. Yes. <laughs> well, he originally <laughs> he originally wanted me to do a full figure full figure um Robin Hood complete wow. with a fox tail and stuff and I said, "How about we do Sherwood Forest?" Yeah, style it back a little bit. Yeah, just a bit. But I, you go, you even go even further, and you do the whole marshmallow fondant covered cakes, and yeah, and your skill surpasses mine. I I don't know. Marshmallow fondant is like edible play doh. It's really a lot of fun to make and work with. And once you figure out how to make the cake get a nice thick and smooth it's so easy there i had to do like bare bones i felt like i was on a very niche cooking show where the challenge was for caking for caking for baking a cake you have to make it look like the beach like there has to be waves and there has to be sand and all you've got is like a nine by 13 pan and two mismatched round cakes and store-bought ingredients and go. <laughs> and I'd like to say, I think I, I, I won that competition that doesn't exist because the cake turned out so good. I'm betting that that I'm betting food network has done a contest to that effect where someone has to come up with something gourmet with all, well, I mean, they do chopped, but I'm saying I bet there's a cake thing that they've done to that effect too. there's probably a cake one but it also made me think what is the um there's a cooking show competition with alton brown as the host cutthroat kitchen and that one yeah i love that one and mm-hmm. like they have to do like the tiny kitchen like they you know kid-sized kitchen yeah. but it's fully operational but kid-sized yep it kind of felt like one of those challenges like you just went have Walmart market. You don't even have like super Walmart, just a market and a hand mixer at the condo. That's it. Mm -hmm. And you have to make this custom cake. So I was really proud of how it turned out and it tasted really good too. Did you do the thing where you don't use, uh, where you do like milk and butter instead of the oil and the water for the cake mix? No, I actually thought about it. It's like, do I want to sub anything to try and make the cake more, you know, extra cakey goodness? And I was like, no, I, I'm just not feeling it. So I followed the direction. The cake was, it was like one of the best 
box cakes I've ever, ever had. Nice. I don't know what was different, but it was like nice and delicate. It was so good. It was the box cool. turned out. And the birthday girl was happy. So I mean, I mean, that's the end goal for any of my baking endeavors as far as mm-hmm. kids' cakes go is that the birthday um, person has to be happy. Yes. Which is also why, um, so for my husband's birthday, um, I make, um, there is a Viennese chocolate cake that I make every year, but I make sure that I buy like the good cake flour and I buy the expensive dark chocolate to go into it because mm. it's his like one request that I mm-hmm. do. So it's like a, I will say it's like a 16 hour process. <laughs> wow. Just because you've got, because you've got to bake it and then it's got to sit and there's just so many steps to make this Mm -hmm. cake. But I mean, it's, he gets it for his birthday every year. It's the one thing that he really, really requests for his birthday. He doesn't really care about anything else. So it's like, yeah, do that. And I still managed to, and I managed to complete it last year or in 2020 before I went to the hospital to have the baby. So I even squeezed it in there. Wow. That is impressive. I mean, to be fair, I had started cooking it and then they told me to go get a blood draw to see if I needed to um, deliver early, which ended up happening. So it just worked out that I had already started baking it. Well, usually my husband requests um, my baked cheesecake. And that takes, you know, you have to let the cream cheese sit out to get soft because you can't do it with cold cream cheese. And, and then... you've got, and being in the South, you have to make sure that you don't let it sit out too long either when you're creaming exactly. cream cheese. Cause... And then, you know, you have to make it and you have to let it whip for so long. And then letting it cool is so crucial. You have to let it cool so, so, so slowly mm-hmm. for aesthetics at least. If you don't care about the way it looks, you can just throw it in the refrigerator. But I care about the aesthetics because I'm extra like that. Well, I mean, again, it's loved ones and you want to make sure that that one thing is done Mm -hmm. well for them. You know, the the attention to detail is just a further expression of that love. And it's like, I, I want the top of the cheesecake to not be cracked because it just looks nicer. And that's my preference. Mm-hmm. So then, you know, I usually wait till the children are in bed so I can actually focus and not have to open cheese sticks or, you know, make fights stop and do all sorts of things while I'm trying to actually bake. And then, you know, I'm up till midnight waiting for the stupid thing to cool down. But then it's always so, and it's worth it. Yep. I would say that it's worth it. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's cheesecake, I mean. Yeah, and it's good cheesecake. Mm-hmm. It's not the uh, it's not the sad. I got the cheesecake bites from the freezer section because I just need to have the hit of cheesecake. It's the one that you're going no. to sit there and actually savor. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Not because it's not because it's CD two, and you're like, oh my gosh, my cramps are so bad. I just need something. Right. <laughs> no, this is one that is so good. Like I have kind of painted myself into a corner in a way because like when we go out to eat and it's like well do you want dessert 
you know, like special date night kind of situation. Not every time mm-hmm. we go out to eat, but like, do you want dessert and like cheesecakes on the menu? I love cheesecake, but mine is so good. I've yeah. had restaurant cheesecake that is not as good as mine. So I don't because, order cheesecake anymore. <laughs> because the majority of restaurants, they don't make their own cheesecakes. Mm-hmm. I haven't made my chicken parm in a long time because it is so labor intensive. But I, I did that to myself with the chicken parm too. And like I won't order it when we go to a restaurant. And I love it. And so now I look <laughs> at the menu and I'm like, what can't I make? What haven't I made? And what within that list sounds good? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. All right. Well, it's a work night for me. And I know you've got to homeschool tomorrow. And since we've been talking for about 45 minutes, we should, between this chunk of recording and the outtakes from our previous like was it two or three recording sessions that we tried before this I'll put those outtakes at the end Um, oh my gosh after the buffer music so you guys can enjoy those easter eggs but yeah I'm excited to get back into this yeah and actually we'll have to plan to record prejudice and zombies and I checked while we were recording and it's not available for free anywhere that Roku showed but we can rent it on Prime and a couple other places so it can happen okay yeah we will definitely figure it out and yeah I'm thinking I'll probably go ahead and just edit and release these rapid fire through the end of September so we can just start October off with Pride and Prejudice and Zombies um thank you for listening to our chitter chatter rambly random we're trying to do this again (laughs) episode for you know our little episodes to come and yeah thanks for joining us we'll see you next time you can find our social media on facebook and instagram um until we talk zombies we'll talk to you guys later (laughs) bye